beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. This is your girl, Kelly Callahan. And today I want to thank Lisa Leticia for being on here with me today. If you guys don't know what February is, it is American Heart Month, and this does tie into our conversation today. One of the things that I love about Lisa is her ability to make anyone feel so incredibly special. And today she's going to tie in her personal story into how she conducts her business to be able to create that experience for each and every client. I also want to give a shout out to Miss Michelle Gonzalez of Glam and Glow by Shell. She was actually one of the catalysts to opening up this discussion with Lisa. She was sharing with me how much she loved Lisa at the Slay the Spray event, and I am just so honored to be able to have both of them in our community. I appreciate you both so much, and I am so excited to share your story, Lisa. I want to dedicate this episode to Lisa, to her daughters, to her husband, and to February, which is American Heart Month. Let's get into the episode. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am so, so excited for this podcast. I have chills already on my arms right now because I get to speak with Miss Lisa Farragut. She is the owner of Beauty by Lisa Leticia, and she is here today because I, one, love her so much, and two, she has is such an empowering story to share with you guys today, and I just... We actually don't really have too many like storytellers on this podcast. You might be the first one. So yeah, it's going to be good. I just wanted to get her on here because um, her story is very impactful. And I feel like a lot of people right now, especially going into 2022, we need some inspiration. We need to shed light on some things. And who better to do this with than Miss Lisa? Lisa was actually... At um, my last event, Slay the Spray, where she won an award, and the award was the 2021 Women's Empowerment Award at Slay the Spray, which is actually right here. Oh, you have one. Mine's by, mine's next to my bed, literally by all of my display perfumes and all of my perfume are my purses. Yeah. Um, that award is way more than even what those words are on that because that was huge. So thank you, Kelly, for that. That's an awesome. I love that award. Thank you. <laughs> this was the first award that I actually thought about when I was putting together Slay the Spray. And I was thinking like, we need women empowerment in there. And you were the first person that popped in my mind. And I have a little bit of a funny story here. Now I have one that says your name on it. It says Lisa Fairgood on here. Okay. And I got the awards sent to me and they arrived like a couple of days before the event. And I was reading this and this was the first one I, I saw out of the bag or the box and it, they spelt energy wrong. 
it wasn't even my typo. So I actually like reached out to them. I was like, Hey, can you redo this? We need it like overnighted, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up just keeping your award and I have it all the time. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you. Hey, I would have took it, um, anyway, I wouldn't have probably even noticed it to be honest with you because that, um, that award symbolizes so much with just you presenting and how you said it. I wish I would have recorded. Well, it is on recording, but um, that was just so moving to um, see my fellow spray tan artists, sisters from around the world, um, especially you noticing that for me just via Instagram and social media. I mean, we've only met twice in person. So a lot of the interaction that I have with women is through this, through the phone and through video. And I, my biggest thing was I just didn't want to come off. I am, this is really how I am. This is organic authenticness, but that comes with something behind it. When you're real, when you're organic on the internet, you're going to get hated on because of just being real. So I knew that, you know, the whole movement was coming along with the woman empowerment. You know, I come from a strong line of women. I have two daughters and seeing that award, just put everything in perspective. Like they are seeing what I'm doing. They are hearing what I'm putting on the internet. They are feeling it through just video. This isn't a fucking trend I'm jumping on. This isn't like a bandwagon that I'm like, I'm trying to jump on this now. This is really how I am. I've always been this way. I was born and raised this way. and even if I've touched one woman mm-hmm. and I have, but, and then you've touched me, if I can just give that back to one more and then it go down slowly, we're going to be in a better place. My community is better by just me being authentic and real, by you shining light to me, giving me that word, just showed everybody else. Like, okay, cool. She's we're, this is legit. This is real. This is really how she gets down. Absolutely. So and like- I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you because before we even met in Dallas, what was it like two years ago or so? Um, Three before pandemic. Yeah, it's been a while. So I always love the fact that you were in, I don't even know where I've seen you, whether it's the groups or on Instagram or, or Facebook, whatever. You always had this energy about you that I felt through the screen where I was like, she is so uplifting and so empowering. And like, you had so much love and like support to give to others. And I just was so attracted to that. And then when I actually met you in person, you know, there's always this chance when you meet somebody in person, you're like, uh, they could be different, you know, but you were exactly the same how I thought you would be. And then you shared this crazy wild so impactful story with me. And I only got just a glimpse of it. So I want to crack this open so you can share this with the world. But like just hearing this and the basis of why you are the way you are was so incredibly, it was moving. It was moving. It was great. It was beautiful. And so uh, this Mm -hmm. month is uh, something called CHD month. You guys, it's cardiac heart disease month. And I'm getting chills and I'm getting emotional now. Like (laughs) it is so important for you to share your story and then also share, like, it is really important for you to share your love and your empowerment and your support with others. And I feel like everything that we're going to be talking about today is so tied in together. And, uh, I wanted just to thank you so much for being here. And I'm really, really excited for you, Miss Lisa, Mm -hmm. to share your story. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you and just have you introduce yourself and let everybody, everybody know what you do and who you are and all that good stuff. 
All right. Awesome. Okay, guys. So my name is Lisa. Um, I run and own Beauty by Lisa Leticia. Um, quick story about my first name and my middle name. So growing up in a, a Mexican household, living where I live, you either you're not Mexican enough or you're not white enough, right? And so my mom naming me and my brothers, they always had huge Hispanic names. Nobody can ever pronounce them. They couldn't even write it down because they didn't understand it. So when she had me, um, she's like, I want an American name, but I still want to have her heritage, you know, the, the culture in there. So Lisa is my American white girl name, whatever you want to call it, you know, which I love and I embrace that name. But Leticia is my spicy, my Sasha Fierce, where that is me. You know, this is really who I am. I, I can be the minivan mom soccer mom, which I do own one. Shout out to all the van moms. And I still can also, you know, pull up rocking my Nike Cortez's, you know, with the Pendleton on, listening to Tupac, Bay Area music, because this is really how I am. This is my, this is where I am. This is where I've evolved in. So Beauty by Lisa Leticia was just within. I wanted the women to come into my life and who I you know, we're able to bless. I always say when I meet people, there's reasons why I meet people. I don't get just get a client and say, oh, you're just my spray time client. Bye. I'll see you again later, Kelly. There's a reason why you booked with me. There's a reason why you're in front of me right now. So I'm going to take that experience and I'm going to go hundred percent with you. And well, it's just a spray time. It's more than that. Right. So my business was when you come to me, one, I wanted you to feel hundred percent comfortable Two, I wanted you to be authentic. I don't want you to come to me with I guess, any type of negative doubt, just now I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to make sure you feel hundred percent confident. And the tan is just a bonus girl. That's just, you're going to look good. No, regardless, I'm going to hook you up on your makeup, your tan whatever. So when I created beauty by Lisa Leticia, I was like, what have I done in my life that I can share that can help women? So I started off with makeup. So I was in the makeup industry and hair cosmetologist, went to school, loved it. We would turn women around and they would see themselves and they were like, oh my God, Lisa, I can't believe this is me. What have you done to me? And this is already you. I just enhanced little things to you. But in preparation, the whole time I'm doing your makeup, we're chit-chatting, we're talking. I'm really figuring out who you are so I can highlight those areas for you. What I mean by that is, a lot of women, you know, having a baby, me having a, two kids and having a husband, I always tell people just because we're mom um, and we're older doesn't mean we're dead. We still want to feel good and look good. When you come to me and to my services, you're going to still be able to feel and look good regardless of what we do and what the event is. So my brand is more, yes, it's woman empowering, but it's an experienced girl. When you come to me, we are going to, if you want to talk about what happened last night, let's talk about it. If you want to talk about the drama on Netflix or whatever, let's talk about it, but let's have fun. And then as we're doing it, we're creating beauty for you. We're going to get you a spray tan, your makeup. And then when you turn around, you have a whole sense of new light. Now you feel beautiful. You look beautiful, but also you've that energy transfers over. And I'm huge on that. And, um, I will say right now I can vouch for this. I have not met a client that me and her have not worked out in one way or another. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best right hand artist in the world. I'm not the best makeup artist in the world, but I'm real and I'm authentic. And I'm going to give you hundred percent, 110% of me at every service, even if it's, you know, a $10 group on spray tan that I used to do back in the day, girl, you'd walk in here. I make you feel like JLo. <laughs> I believe you, it. You I... walk, you're walking out and you feel like Kim Kardashian. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, people would say like, oh, Lisa, I want to look like her in the makeup spray tan. I'm like, okay, well, that's Jennifer Lopez. That's Kim Kardashian. Okay, there's still women. I can still give you that same look, but also give you that boost of confidence that achieves them to be who they are, right? Love that. That was what was behind my brand. Um, I knew it was going to be difficult because social media, um, people judge you hardcore. Mm -hmm. So when you're too real, when you're too authentic, then they're like, "Uh, I don't know about that. That's too much. And then when you're not, then they're like, oh, she's just a fake. So I was like, you know what? When I started my page, mm-hmm. um, this is my fifth page, by the way, um, because I was deleted so many times, so many reported because I was authentic and I was real. I was showing real skin. I was showing, you know, those poses. But those women that wanted me to show them, they were like, I feel so good. Post that. Mm-hmm. Don't tag me, but post it. Like, that's me, Lisa. I'm like, that's you, girl. They're yeah. like, I'm like, I look good. I feel good. I'm like, yeah, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Even if I only had 100 followers, 200 followers at that moment in time. It was just empowering just to see it live, right? A lot of people always do this too. If you don't post it, then it's not real. I hate that because um, this is real life behind scenes. Like we really do. There's really a lot of stuff going on. So I wanted to have my business be able to post things in real life. It may be controversy. People may not like what I post. I've been called sexist. I'm a, I've been called, I degrade women. I... I have been called every single name. I can't believe you, you do what you do with the, um, the photo shoots. Aren't you a mom? Don't you have daughters? What is your husband thing? I mean, what is the community you've been, you know, to the point where my PTA didn't even want me there anymore because they knew what I was associated with, but just my business in itself. Wow. And I have only, these girls have never even met me. They just heard about me via Instagram, Facebook, other groups. And they're like, oh yeah. She, she likes to listen to that rap music and she, you know, does medical cannabis and all of this other stuff. And, um, she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, I'm like, okay, well that's, that's on you. And then I built a community within myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna put myself out there. People either love it or they're going to hate it. And we're not for everybody. And then the business just evolved. Mm -hmm. So I've been going strong from 2010 is when I graduated cosmetology school And then I found spray tanning in 2011 or 12, solely just for myself, got a machine solely for myself, selfish needs. I had a client come to me and said, oh, is that a spray tan temp? And I was doing her lashes. This is when I was lash extension. And um, I said, yeah. And she's like, do you spray tan people? And I was like, I mean, I spray tan myself. I did. I mean, do you guys want to be spray tan? They're like, yeah. So I was spray tanning girls, honestly, for 10 bucks. Oh my goodness. Lisa. I know this is in the beginning yes. because I already was doing, I was already lashing them on a full set. Sorry. I'm like, I'm already making money. What's the additional $10, right? Like an add on. So, and then I started building from there. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be the typical. And I love the spray tan, you know, the typical G string line befores and afters. I love that. I wanted to do something completely different. Right. So how my beauty went from lashes or makeup to uh, hair to makeup to lashes to brows to spray tanning was I seen this girl, I'm spray tanning her and I was like, hey, let's do a mini photo shoot in my spray tan room. Okay. Put her against the wall, start shooting some angles with her, put her in some cute clothes. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to show, I want to show the spray tan off in, a, in an artist, artistic way. 
I always love decorating. I'm very ambiance, very like setting the mood. So the girls would come into my spray tanning room. I always changed up during the seasons. And I started seeing them like, hey, can I shoot in here? Like my content? I'm like, yeah. So I started seeing them posting things. I'm like, you know what? We're going to start shooting photo shoots with just my spray tan clients in this artistic way. I'm going to put them in scenes. I'm going to put them in outfits. I'm going to put them in um, in rooms. And we're going to just, just do this whole thing. I started that. I started doing that in 2017 or 17. Mm-hmm. And people loved it. But then there was also a lot of criticism by it, right? This is when that whole Me Too movement was starting to come out. And a lot of people were, you know, I guess mad at me how I was. And these are women that are coming to me asking for this. So I'm not like, hey, Callie, you need to do this. They were saying, hey, Lisa, I want to get a spray tan, but do you think I could be in one of those photo shoots with you? Yeah. So I was doing tons of collabs, tons of free stuff. And I still do um, in the beginning, especially just to build that, you know, uh, attention up. And then people just, it just rainfalled over girl. People were just like, I want to be in that car scene. And then I was getting hit up by car, car, um, car shows. And I was hitting up by different cannabis companies were hitting me up. And I mean, it just, it evolved. Yeah. When all that happened though, it also comes with a price Mm -hmm. and it came with judgment. It came with a lot of criticism and then energy and time. And with all of that said, and all of that coming along with me, I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm making this client happy. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what people think. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm not doing anything illegal. I know I'm not doing anything wrong. She feels good. She looks amazing. She is telling me how confident and secure she feels. Why am I not just doing this? Don't worry about what everybody else is going to think. So then I ran with it. Um, Tons of tons of love from the women that I have surrounded with myself with, but I um, will say at the end of the day, my biggest thing is I just want women to feel comfortable and secure again. We are not dead just because we're moms, just because we're wives, just because we're business owners doesn't mean that we still want to have fun though, too, with it. And then we take our unique ways of sharing that. Right. And this was my way of sharing what I do and what I loved with the world. And I love what I do. And I love what just a simple spray tan has done for people. Cause it's more than just that. And it has built, it has showed me how good people look and feel. And it just shows me like what I do. I know, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be at right now. God has put me in the position, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at right now. And I have to go through all that other stuff to get here and just to be humble and grounded by it. Can I just say something really quick about what you just said? Because it's something that I feel like is very important for people that are creators and authentic and doing their thing, even though it could be controversial. A lot of people um, steer away from this type of behavior where it could be controversial because they're fearful of what other people might think. And so they're not living in their true authenticity, but somebody like you who, by the way, if you guys haven't checked out her Instagram, what's the Instagram that you have now? Cause you got <laughs> have to keep on changing it. I know. So I have, I've literally changed like by the word and by the lettering. So it is beauty by Lisa underscore Leticia. that underscore has moved so many times just so I can have an Instagram that was similar to what I had started. And this is just, I don't know. I might get deleted tonight. I got reported last night's stuff. So I don't even know, like it's crazy. So, um, you're not doing anything bad either. It's just like 
but it's almost like boudoir, right? Is that how you even say it? I don't know, but it's like that, but outdoors and creative. And so like, keep doing you because something that I've learned about Tony Robbins, and I know you will, you don't even have to hear that from me, but like I, from Tony Robbins going to all of his events, the one thing that he mentioned that stuck in my mind was that when you are living in your true authenticity, you are going to be polarizing. So people are going to love you and people are going to hate you. And it's only the people that live safely and not in their true authenticity that are the ones that are getting along with everybody because they don't want to step on anyone's toes and they only do PC stuff. But for people like you and I who speak truth, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's hard um, and do the things that we actually want to do, because we feel that in our soul that like we need that we live this one beautiful life. And if we are hiding behind anything that is not authentic, it's just not the way that we want to live. So remember that you guys, if you guys are dealing with this type of hate behavior, like judgment, whatever, perhaps you are actually doing it right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you got to have thick skin. Yes. You got to be able to take all the good and all the bad and don't let just the good get you, you know, on this pedestal where you're like everybody else. Yes. You're going to get some hate. Um, but at the end of the day, when everybody, when everything is all said and done, no one's paying your bills. Yeah. No one's taking care of your sick daughter. No one's taking care of you like you. So don't worry about all the other stuff. That is one moment, one judgment off of one photo, one video, whatever. They have no idea what's even took behind that just to get that, you know? Yeah. Business is hard. Friendships are businesses. I just, I just now realized that everything is a transaction. Mm. What can you do for me if I do for you, Lisa? That was hard. Because I all I didn't never wanted anything in return. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect that. So when I was doing these good things and then people were kind of like, okay, so what do you want? What do you need? I'm like, nothing. Like, I just wanted to have a good time or whatever, you know, like, oh, you there's always a price. I'm like, nah, I don't, nah, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything else. This, if I needed that, I would have went and got that. I really just wanted a good photo shoot with you, or I, I wanted a good experience with you. This is really how you are. Like you really you really this nicely. So I'm like, yeah, I'm really this. Nice. <laughs> this makeup and this jewelry, this just adds on to it. If I strip it all down, I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. I still listen to the same music. I will still mess with you. I will still get down with you, whatever we can still work. This is just all add-ons girl. Like when you come to a service, I'll get the solution. I'll get the additive. I'll get the, all this other stuff. That's just add-ons. This is just all add-ons. But when you pull everything back off, this is really how I am. You yeah. know, there's no, Hidden There's agenda. no plagiarizing here. Yeah. I always tell people I don't sugarcoat anything. And this is when I started telling my kids this, <clears throat> when everything happened with my daughter, so CHD, the cardiac heart disease month, why I'm shining so light with you about it is because when I learned, when I had Mariah, who is now six years old, um, she's, we just hit our four year mark on January 18th, four years post-transplant. And I remember the first surgeon at UCSF that came to me and opened up my daughter at three weeks old opened up her heart, open heart surgery and came to me and my husband in the waiting room and said this, this exact thing. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything with you, Lisa, because this is black and white, right? This is real life stuff. I said, thank you. I don't want you to sugarcoat with me. Tell me exactly what it is. What do we need to do for her to survive? What do I need to do next? What are we going to do? This is what we're going to do. Okay. I'm putting all of my heart, body, and soul into you because you are the professional. You are the surgeon. You're the only one that knows how to do this in the West coast. 
So I trust you and your 16 other, you know, um, people you work with all the other doctors and nurses. So at that moment, when he said that to me, I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. So when people came to me, I was like, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. This is what, tell me what you want, what you're trying to achieve. What's the goal here? What are we trying to look like? What are we trying to feel like? And so I've always wanted to make that clear with my clients too. So anyway, so we get to the doctor, he tells me all this and I'm like, you know what? I love that saying. I don't want no one to sugarcoat anything with me. And I'm not going to sugarcoat with anybody thing with anybody else. Cause nobody has time for that. Like let's just be authentic and real. So that's why I wanted to create this business. I'm like, you know what? I'm this is just really who I am. I just want to share my expertise, um, what I am most confident in and what I know the best. And that was the beauty industry. So the reason why beauty is in front of my name is because I'm more than just a spray tan artist. We're more than just a makeup artist. We're more than just a brow and lash artist. We also are women that I'm in this position for a reason. And God has put me in this position for a reason and gave me all this beautiful energy that I have to shine light to other women, to get that for them too. And it's just blown up from there. And it's just literally ice ball down to me meeting the most amazing people and being able to go to slay the spray. And, you know, I'm walking into the business. I'll be completely honest with you. Being, being Latina in a, a white dominant business girl, where especially where I live in Sacramento and Elk Grove in particular, what does this little Mexican girl know about spray tanning? That's what they used to say. She's Mexican. She's already, she's already tanned. What does she know about spray tanning? What does she know about all this? She doesn't know anything. So I had to teach people, mm-hmm. you know, I had to teach them about sun education. I had to go out there and like really research things. And then I went to slay the spray and I seen all these different walks of life of women. You've got doctors, you've got lawyers that have left their careers and try and got into this business and are flourishing and then loving it. Why wouldn't I want to embrace on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My hardest thing was this though. Like I said to you in the beginning, I was looking for someone like me for such a long time. Who looks like me here? Who looks like that Mexican girl from a small town? You know, who has all these crazy family? Like I was looking for this person so I can connect with, so then we can embrace into this whole new world. And when really it was me myself, like, why am I trying to find somebody when I can do it myself? And so then I took that brand and I ran with it. I, I put myself out there a lot. I don't know if you remember, but girl, I used to be in your DMs all the time. <laughs> I do remember talking to you. Yes. I was a stalker. I was a stalker. <laughs> I don't know how many, and there's a lot of spray 10 artists that I also follow that I was a stalker. Stephanie Pierce, one of them, one of your educators, you know, Coco, Pamela, I was in all their shit too. And it was so crazy because little did I know they were all connected to you and to this community boss babes and slay the spray. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what that is, but I'm going like, I don't even know. And so when I met you guys all at ASCP and I seen this, this community of women, um, I was intrigued. I was like, I want more. I was craving it. How can I incorporate all of this information and all of these people into my business and little things from here and there. Right. And then I did, and I built this community and it's not a lot of girls just a few, but by the few that I know, like you has brought me a whole new world. And just looking at things now, business mindset, lifestyle, relationships, everything. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that's not why I think that's why I know, um, everyone's success is different, but I am very successful. And I don't mean just by monetary wise, I'm talking about, I'm around good people. I have good energy around me. 
I, um, I, I'm okay. I, we're going to be okay. No matter what, we're the three years of the pandemic where I'm still here. I still have a business. I don't know how the hell we survived, but we did. Mm-hmm. My clients are still like, okay, let's rock and roll, Lisa. Like, I believe in you. I still want you to flourish even through the hardest times. Which brings me back to another topic, um, which is very controversial for me. The vaccine, the pandemic. I, um, I have a whole different life. You know, I don't have a choice where I can say, hey, um, when everything turned on in 2020, I say turned on is because the pandemic it hit strong. It came and then it was like full force, shut down can't work anymore. All this stuff, right? In California, where you're at California. Right. And I'm in Sacramento. I'm in the Capitol. Governor's right here, you know, all this stuff. Then you, then, then it becomes political. Mm -hmm. Then we were divided and I was stuck in the middle. Not one as, not just as a creator, but as a mom that had to go with the protocol of mass mandate vaccines, closing down, can't be around with people that are not vaccinated, can't be around. I didn't even want to talk to people. I got off of the internet for a whole year and a half, Kelly, because I couldn't even see the, what people were posting because it was so political and it was so ugly and it was making me not like people who I was in love with. Yes. I was like, oh shit. She is like on the other side of my spectrum of one to 10. She's like at a 10. I'm like way down here. We're not even the same person. Yeah. But it sucked because it was something that nobody compared us for. So how would you, how does, how does a business like mine survive? The transplant team came to us um, in 2020. So before the, even the pandemic vaccine was even released to the public, we were approached by stand by the transplant team. And they said, Hey, we have this vaccine coming out. It's not, hasn't even hit the market yet. We want you and your family to be for better lack of terms, a guinea pig. Mariah Farragut, my daughter has been a, I don't want to say guinea pig, but it has been um, tested on many medications. She takes 15 medications three times a day. We were at 32 when we first started. This is when she started when she was three years old. So you can only imagine what it's done to her body. We've been on steroids for many years too. For Mariah. So she started. So when did you guys find out that she had a heart problem? Two weeks after birth. Okay. So it was like, as soon as like she came out basically, and then three weeks she was three weeks after she had her first hope and heart surgery at three weeks. Wow. Oh my gosh. And you had your business during this time while all of this is happening. So how did you navigate that? Because that, I mean, I just had my son a year ago and like, I cannot even imagine having to go through that while sustaining a business. Spirit prayers, God, hard moments, crying on the shower, bathroom floor in the hospital, lost a lot of family, a lot of family, lost every single one of my friends, every single one, because they didn't understand the severity of it. They didn't understand. I can't, we've been in the pandemic situation, Kelly, since the day she was born. I have been, she's been wearing N95 masks before N95 masks were even a fucking thing. She's been, um, they're called after transplant, their immune systems are so shot and all the medications she takes me and you get a cold, we're sick, maybe a week. She's sick in a month, maybe two months. And she's in the hospital intubated. So this was hard for her. Yeah. When you're, when you're in this, you don't even think you're in it. So then I'm in this, I have a business and then I'm like, okay, how do I navigate both? So 
my business became my outlet and my exit. So when I was dealing with my life, real life shit at night, I would see clients and then that would be like my gym. That would be where I would go and like turn off what was going on. And it's just about me and you. Mm-hmm. We would talk girl talk. We would play music. We would dress up. You know, my clients would come in. I would have the whole energy going as strobe lights, damn disco ball, because my life was so chaotic mm-hmm. on the other side of that door mm-hmm. that in here I had to build a fantasy and people laugh when I say I built a fantasy because I do. I live in a fantasy world on in my life when it comes to dressing up and all of this accessory stuff. This is just me playing, miss me being a girl. Yeah. So how I dealt with it is I would do what I need to do at night. I would take my clients and I would go in there and I would just be a girl again. I would just be a regular person. And that's how it's different. Like, I think a lot of people look at the beauty industry and they're like, oh, it's vanity, like whatever. But in reality, like for me too, it's my outlet. It's like what I love. It's how I connect and create. And I can tell, and I know that you're super, super creative. So imagine, you know, having to work a nine to five or something, being in a cubicle, we can't express all of those things that we want to. Did you ever take a break at all during this time when you were finding this I did. I did take a break. And I mean a break like I wouldn't see clients every single night. And this sounds selfish. I needed, I needed to see the women. I needed to feel, I don't want to lack of better terms, I wanted to feel normal. Yeah. I didn't want people to know, like, in reality, like my daughter may not make it till tonight. Yeah. So for this moment, for this hour with you right now, I'm spray tanning you or I'm doing your makeup. It's all about me and you right now. Everything else will be okay. I don't know where you sit on religion. I know, I don't know if we talked about this before. I'm, I'm born and ba- raised in a Catholic, strict Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Then we started going to Christian church. And then I realized probably the day I got the phone call with Mariah's transplant, I'm more, I was more spiritual than anything. I'm, I'm more spiritual. So I take little pieces of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I am very, very comfortable with praying out loud in my, in myself. And I'm very comfortable with being in tune to who I am. This is really who I am. I don't shine light on, um, all of my dark moments, not because I don't want to bring it out there. I just know that there are other people going through stuff too. Mine isn't as bad as her. So why do I need to shine light? Cause we all have something going through just because I'm going through this. Doesn't mean that what you're going through is any less than what I'm going through because we all take things differently. So when we came in, when, when my clients would come in and people asked me like, how did, did you ever take a break on mental break, Lisa? I couldn't because my mental break was when I was going in that room with you. That was my, that was my break in there. And that's what I fed off of for shit until now. Everything stopped in 2020 though. March 1st, 2020, I stopped seeing clients and for a whole year and a whole year and a half and 37 days, I didn't see a client. Yeah. And that was hard. I can't even imagine. Like, what did you do during that time as your outlet? Prayed, mm-hmm. got really close with my husband, reconnected again. That sounds like, you know, crazy, but we got to reconnect with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get over our heads, you know, we get like, we're like on, on this cloud and we're on this pedestal, like no one can touch us. I'm good. I'm fucking, I'm on the top of the world right now. And that's where I wasn't before 2020. I was, I felt like that, you know, that I will humbleize you and ground you real quick, girl. 
And I did. I'm like, okay, I don't have a plan B. A pandemic just happened. What am I going to do? This is, I have everything I have put in this business is here. So how do I adjust to this? So I had to get creative. And my creative side was, (laughs) it's funny, is I had to become a teacher. I became a homeschool teacher for my kids. That was my creative side. So business was completely on hold. I completely stopped to the point where um, this is how crazy I am. We sold our house last March. I told Joe, I'm going to be a hippie mom. I'm going to be a tree hugger mom. We're going to get a motorhome and I'm going to be a homeschool teacher and we're going to live off the grid. (laughs) Kid you not. Did you guys do this? I'm going to sell all of this shit because this is just stuff. The pan, the world is coming to an end. I just want to have clarity with my kids. I want to just keep enjoying them and just, and just do this right now because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, you know, the news, the media was ugly. Yeah. I had, I don't watch it normally. I couldn't watch it. I, I feel so heavy in social media and I actually had to take a break from my personal use because it's just like so much content and it's like so unhealthy. Had to turn it off. So I had to turn it off too, but I'm on both sides now, girl. So I was caught in the middle. I was caught with the political issue now. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get vaccine, Lisa, then you can't no longer be part of the transplant team. That's almost to the point where we're at what? So we didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, let's get vaccinated. Let's do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I'm gonna get backlash from clients too, right? Because they're not gonna understand my situation. So I don't push this on anybody. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to do what's best for my family and for me. Right. You do what's best for you. Exactly. Um, so I did what's best for me. I took off the year and a half. We did our trial. Everything has worked out perfectly fine. Yeah. We're good. We're in a great place. And I was very patient. Um, I kept my head in the game. I was still very involved, trying to be as much as involved with like the forums. I wasn't necessarily on social media, like posting. I was more so like reading, taking classes, totally got into YouTube and podcasts more than ever. And that's where I was like, oh my God, this is where I want to be. I want to be doing stuff like this and um, not so much worrying about the clients because I didn't know if I was going to get them back again. So what I created was a place of teaching. I became a teacher for my two kids now. So this is my third year homeschooling. So I was like, how can I teach people how to just be present and not have to worry about anything else. So I had for me to be able to teach other people, I have to teach myself to be that way first. So I took a lot of classes, a lot of self-involvement. I mean, just bringing more light to myself and just really digging deep and down into the gut. Like, why is this all happening? Why me? You know, and it came back to, and I'm only bringing this back into because my foundation is so strong with God and so strong with prayer and to whatever you guys believe into something, but you have to have the number one thing to get us through is faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have faith that me and my husband are going to be a 30, 40 year marriage. I have faith that my kids are going to be on the honorable. I have faith that my business is going to go to the next level. I have all of this faith into something because the world right now, that's what we're lacking of. Nobody has any more faith, right? Nobody has, nobody has anything to look forward to. There's so much negative, so much, so much shit comes up with all being authentic on Instagram. You're going to get backlash. If you get the vaccine, if you're not mm-hmm. all of this stuff, you get tied up and I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Do what's best for you, Kelly. Do what's best for you, Lisa. What makes you happy, what you need to do. And at the end of the day, if you're being as authentic and humble to yourself, to nobody else, then that's the realness of you. And have faith and really prayer is key, but
but really just know that all this is happening for a reason and you're going to get through it. Hey, Sunless Sis, are you a spray tanning artist that is struggling to get more clients, keep your books filled, learn how to do and implement certain things like packages and memberships, how to create more sustainability and confidence and efficiency within your business? Girl, I know how hard it can be to be a solopreneur. I have been there before. You don't have to wear all of the hats. I really want to help you elevate to the next level of your business. Head on over to freespraytanmasterclass.com so you can sign up for our 90-minute free spray tan masterclass. I can't wait to see you guys there. Absolutely. Always looking for the lesson is something that I do too. It's like, no matter if it's negative, positive, I'm like, what is this teaching me? Why is this happening right now? One of the things Mm -hmm. that I loved about you when we first met in person in Dallas, it was Dallas, right? Texas. (laughs) Um, We were sitting next to each other and you just like, oozed gratitude. Like you were so thankful and you expressed this verbally. You were so thankful to be there, to be with everybody, to like get to know everybody, to talk about every, you know, with everybody and connect. And this is something that I see through and through still till today. You are like, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive, awake, breathing this air. Like you literally say these things and daily, daily. It's not like a one-time thing that happened a while ago. It's like all the time. And I think, you know, uh, what's his name? Vanderchuk says this a lot, Gary Vanderchuk. He's like the way, the reason why I am successful, the way that I am is through gratitude. I have so much gratitude for every single thing that happens to me and every single thing that I do. And I feel like that is you, Lisa. And I wish that more people would take that and implement it into their own lives because it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had to go through all that for me to be this grounded, this grounded, humble. I was pretty grounded, humble before, mm-hmm. but I had to strip everything down, strip it down. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. My daughter's in the other room right now, writing Valentine's day cards to a class that's uh, online that she has never met. She's never been in a school setting, but she is so excited to just drop off these cards to the school. So this, these kids can get it. Those moments right there. I'm like, damn dude, like, that's so awesome. Like, I love it. She has no idea like what other shit's really going on, you know? And that's why I think I I live in this fantasy world is because you see your kids and they see light. They're so innocent. I wish we could go back to that moment, but we can't, you know? So what do I do? I have fun fantasy photo shoots. I have fun fantasy spray tan appointments. I make it fun. I make my life as fun and as enjoyable as enjoyable at that moment, because I just, we just don't know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And for that has gotten me to the point where I can wake up every morning. Seriously. Could you not joke and ask you first thing I do? Thank you, God. Mm -hmm. For what, for waking me up, for giving me today. I go look at my kids. I'm like, thank you. They're both here. They're both breathing. This is, and this is not me like being exaggerating. Like I have to make sure she's still okay mm-hmm. through the night. Breathing her, okay, she's okay. She looks good. Everything is good. All right, cool. Just that right there, I'm thankful for. The clients, that's just a bonus. When they book with me, I'm like, that's just a bonus. Oh, I'm so excited. That's just all a bonus for me. 
everything else, I'm just grateful that you're even watching this or you're even taking the time to book an appointment to look at me or to even consider me as one of your makeup artists for the biggest day of your life as a bride. You know, all of that, I'm just so thankful for, dude, because when I was sitting at the hospital, I lived at the Ronald McDonald house. So side note, if you go to, if you go to McDonald's and you see the little change that really does help families like me. I lived at the hospital for a whole year at the Ronald McDonald house across the street from Stanford and Paul also California. And that was the moment where I knew being there where I can't take life for granted anymore. There are people going through things, all different walks of life, millionaires, lawyers, doctors. I mean, these people came from around the world. We're all in this house together. It's like a reality show. But we all have one thing in common. We all have a sick kid. Life-changing kid. My daughter's donor was seven months old and she saved eight of us. Wow. She was flown in from the East Coast that night on uh, January 17th. We got the call that night and she was transplanted 16 hours later <clears throat> with a new brand new heart. There was a moment when uh, everything stopped them. And the only reason why I'm sharing this is because this is part of, this is going to like sum up everything for you, for me. There was a moment when the doctor said for 37 seconds, there was no heart beating. There was no life. Both of the kids were lifeless, right? That shit stuck me. I was like, fuck, that was quick. That quick. Okay. Up until then, what are, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, did you live your most authentic life? Are you really happy with everything you've achieved? Okay. So at that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this business. Once I get back, once I nurse her back to life, which took a year, she had to learn, talk and walk and eat again. Um, I'm going to make sure from here on out every day, I'm going to live it like my last. I'm going to make sure any person that comes in contact with me will be touched by me. You ain't got to love me. You ain't got to like me, but I'm going to touch you in one way or another. You're going to touch me. And I am going to be able to lay my head down and be like, you know what? At least I tried. I did everything I could. I was my real self. If they don't like it, they don't like it. If they hate it, they hate it. If they talk shit, they talk shit. I mean, I get some pretty terrible messages and I don't ever, ever talk about it because I don't even want to give them the fucking time of day. They don't mean nothing. That shit don't mean nothing to me. Waking up living life, having a life, having a daughter, being able to be a recipient, that's huge. That's huge. As a mother, knowing the other side, that mom, that dad, they just saved eight of us. She has no idea what she, I have no idea who this person is. Wow. I have no idea who this, who this family is, nor does it matter. But I just know at that moment, they made a decision that saved my life my life. You have a son now, you know what it's like. Something would happen to him, dude, everything is over. Mm -hmm. So I commend women when I, when they come in contact with me and, you know, when they tell me they're a mom, I'm like, girl, I know how hard it is. You're married girl. I know how hard marriage is. It's, it's a lot of work. So enjoy those little moments with your son. Enjoy those little moments with your daughter. Even if it's one little thing, enjoy every moment of it. Is it always like happy all the time, at least in your world. Hell no, hell no. But when it is, I embrace and I run with it. Even if it's for five minutes, I make the best five minutes of my life. Yeah. And I go with that every single day. That's why I am where I am. That's how I get through my day. Yeah. And I, um, I'm super excited 
to share this, but I do want to say one more thing too. Um, God doesn't give you anything. He doesn't think you can handle really doesn't. And so he gave this to me, even though I'm like, why? I can't handle this. I'm so emotionally and spiritually broken right now. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. I, this is what I am. I have to learn how to be a nurse. And then I had to learn how to be a teacher. And then I had to learn how to, you know, do all these other, these hats that we wear. And I am trying to be the best version of whatever hat I'm wearing at that moment in time. So when I'm a mom, I'm a mom. When I'm doing a teacher, I'm a teacher. When I'm doing your makeup, I'm all yours. I'm a makeup artist. You know, I'm a spray tan artist. I'm a lash artist. At that moment in time, I live in that moment right then and there. When I'm at Slay the Spray, we slay in the spray. We talk and we vibe in. That's me. I'm in that moment. I'm, I can't be nowhere else but there. So why can't, why aren't you, you're supposed to be present where you're at at that time. Be your best authentic self the moment you are there and embrace that because you might not ever give her that chance again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. I love that. I mean, even when we started this, you were like, I'm here to give you my time, my hour. I am yours. You are mine. Like we are here right now. And so I love that you bring that present energy wherever you go, because I have that problem where when I travel, I'll be like, oh, I'll be here some other day. So I can just like relax or like not do the things that I want to do. I'm just going to do, you know, whatever, eat or whatever, waste time essentially. But taking it for granted is not going to allow me to experience the things that I need to experience, which I do a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people that are listening can resonate with that. It's like, Oh, I'll just do that when I go back to this place. But sometimes that's just not the case. So I love that you're present. Um, what is the one thing that we don't have time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at that time, if you're here, if you're taking a class with Kelly, be 100, 110% in it. If you're sitting here and you're learning something, be 110% into it. Yep. Don't worry about what's going on the other side of the kids. The kids are crying. Okay, they're fine. Yeah. You know, whatever's going on, be in the moment. And um, whatever that moment is, if it's on a photo shoot, if it's with a client, if it's at the grocery store, oh, God knows people at Costco, they probably think I'm crazy. They probably really think something's wrong with me because I talk to myself. I argue with myself in the aisle. If I should pick this up, buy this, I don't know, whatever. But I live in the moment. I really do only because I just know that we don't have enough time. And I just see how precious time is and how quickly it could go. And 37 seconds, boom, she's gone. I was like, oh, shit. When the doctor came and told me that, like, my heart dropped, girl. And I just, I, I just love life so much, Kelly. I really do. And I know not everybody is peaches and cream and going through and not everybody has our mindset. Not everybody thinks this way, but I want people to start thinking a different way because whatever you're doing, if it's not working, you got to change a little things. If that's even, and I always say this, even if it's prayer, even if it's finding your community, even if it's with good energy vibe people, sometimes you, the best people to vibe with is yourself. I am my own best friend. I don't know about you, yeah. but I can have my own party in my room right here by <laughs> myself. And I, people would probably think I was at a club because I'm sweating right. so much. I walk outside. They're like, where were you working out? I'm like, oh, I was just dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, who are you dancing with? Myself. Like, you so. know? 
I used to be um, even like when I was little, I would dance to Madonna. I was telling Richie so. the same thing. Madonna, mm-hmm. who else was it? Uh, Gwen Stefani, no doubt, loved them. So I would always be dancing. I remember one time, like my roommate actually opened up the door to my bedroom <laughs> and I was dancing, like like twerking, okay? Like just a hot, sweaty mess. She uh-huh. just like looked at me and just like slowly closed the door and like, walked out. But it just, it is, it's true. I love, I love myself first off, you know, and I love doing things by myself, taking myself out to dinner or lunch, even though that's weird, but it's not, it's not, it's not. And, um, not every woman has like that's confidence security at first, but it's there. Yeah. We, we, we watch people and we're like, Oh my God, you know, that scrolling thing, people always that scrolling, you admire so many people through the internet. Why can't you admire yourself like that? Absolutely. Yeah. What's the difference between you and her? Well, she has makeup and she has, you know, a big bud and she has perfect skin. Like, girl, no, come on, no. <laughs> come on. That's all you Soon. see. That's all you see. Like, pull all that back. She's mm-hmm. the same type of girl as me and you. You know, when I got kicked out of my PTA meeting, <laughs> it was funny because I said, what's the difference between me and you? We a mom. We're all here for our kids. I may look different. I may listen to different music. But at the end of the day. I push that. I had the baby just like you did, girl. It makes me no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the problem? Because I don't look like you. Not everyone's going to look like you. So I was looking for someone that looks like me and I didn't find me. So I didn't feel like I was fitted and I was accepted in the community that I didn't see anybody else in. Mm-hmm. When little did I know I was going to build my own community. I was going to be that girl for someone else to be like, okay, you know, she has a husband, she has two kids. Um, she has a kid that has a really rare heart disease. And I don't mean to fit anybody at all on this. Um, I don't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. I used to, but I don't drink alcohol. I don't even drink coffee or anything caffeinated. Mm -hmm. I slowly drink water and I have my vitamins and I indulge in the devil's lettuce solely for myself. Mm -hmm. And I only bring that up because I get judged on that probably the most. That's weird to me. I'm sorry, but that is so weird because, okay, alcohol, first off, is a poison. Don't get me wrong. I love wine, whatever, but I do go through my spurts of like not drinking and then drinking. And let me tell you, I feel so much better when I don't drink. But what is it? Because Richie doesn't drink either. He doesn't drink at all, hasn't for like seven years or something. But what is it? Like, what are people saying to you about this? Is it- if I could show you the comments and the messages, to sit down <clears throat> for someone to write the messages that they, these people write to people, celebrities, I can only imagine they get that they get a lot right there in the limelight. <clears throat> but for you to sit down to write, you got to think about it. Then you actually type it and then you got to hit send. Yes. And then I'm reading this. I'm like, so check this out. You're a bad mom. Isn't your daughter sick? And you're sitting outside smoking. Oh my God. You're so full of yourself. You're so selfish of you. You're sitting here doing something that is not even it's not, it's legal. Um, that makes you look bad and your business look bad. You shouldn't be promoting that on your business side. So hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me get this straight. You're the same mom, that I just seen you at the fucking Italian restaurant slamming two bottles with your girls and you at the PTA meeting now, and I'm getting shit for showing up in a Tupac shirt. I got kicked off because my shirt said, um, I think it said thug life on it. And it said something else on it. And I, and they, I was asked kindly to leave because the people, women felt some type of way about my shirt. It wasn't about the shirt. Mm-hmm. 
I had just posted that day. I had just did a photo shoot with the cannabis company here in Sacramento. And we were at the farm and I posted some material um, on the Instagram. And I, I am pretty sure I know who it is. A particular mom seen it because they follow me and they didn't, they did not like the fact that I was even sharing it to light what I take on my personal business and time that I do for myself, my self-care and they did not like it because I didn't fit in with him because I didn't drink wine. And I didn't go to these target dates and these wine dates with him. And I would rather be sitting outside mm-hmm. listening to Bob Marley, listening to my old school music, yeah. smoking a joint. Yeah. That is so insane to me. Like I don't get first off uh, the judgment part of it. You know, it's, I've dealt with a lot of judgment too. And I'm like, these people only know 1% of like out of a hundred percent of who I am, but they are the loudest voices for some reason. And they feel this entitlement to be a keyboard warrior and send these messages. It's like, in my mind, it doesn't make sense because the people that I surround myself with and my, me, myself, we're not like this. Like, this is not something where we sit around and judge somebody or tell somebody how to live their lives or anything. So that's why, like, I'm so protective of my own energy. When somebody comes in like that, I shut the shit down. You know, I used to involve myself in it a lot, like go back and forth, you know, do all these things. And then I realized like these types of people, these judging people, they're not going to change no matter what I say. And they're going to have their own story that fits their narrative because they just do not like me or they just do not like you. And so I have to stop fighting these types of battles because it is actually distracting me from my bigger self to, you know, my, it's distracting. Yes, absolutely. So can't have that happening. And for those who are listening right now, you know, if you're dealing with this kind of thing, it's like, discernment is so important. Like, who are you? Who are you at your core? Are you living in this way that feels good and authentic to you? Are you doing the right things? Because if you are, and you know yourself really well, what other people say aren't going, it's not going to have as much of an effect on you. I won't say it won't have an effect on you. It won't have as much of an effect on you. And these are the same women that post affirmations, like it's fucking going out of business. I'm like, oh God, come on, you guys. So this is what I tell people. If you like wine, drink your wine, girl. If you like taking pills, take your pills. I don't, whatever you do. Yeah. Me personally, um, CBD is kind of where I started hemp oil and I have it literally right next to me. It's with me daily. It's part of my life, my lifestyle, all of that stuff. And where it started for me was when we were at 2018 and um, we had our first sit down with the doctor and Mariah was having really bad seizures and she kept pulling out like her intubated and all that stuff. So the doctor said, Lisa, how there's something that I want to try that I don't know where you stand on this. I'm like, what is it? I don't care what it is. Give it to her. I don't know what's going on. And he said, what, how do you feel about CBD oil? It was a tincture. It was a droplet goes underneath the tongue. There's no THC. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Give it to her. Like if it's not natural, yeah, I've been waiting for something tired of all the other drugs and instantly girl, I seen a change. So I'm like, okay, I need to dive in more to this. So then I started getting into groups. A lot of the kids that have seizures, a lot of the kids that have um, different things going on, they needed medicated 
cannabis oils and medicine to help calm them down. So why, if this was a life-changing thing for families, why wouldn't I talk about it? And why wouldn't I share light to it? Right? Well, <laughs> when that all start, when I started doing that, I got involved in it with myself. Cause I'm like, the kids can take it, you know, and she, my daughter isn't like high. It's not like that. It's right. to calm her down. It's a nerve thing. Right. CBD is separate from THC, which is actually going to give you like those, whatever feelings like of being high. I don't know. the so, term, but yeah. Yes. And so, and I'm meeting these moms and I'm like, they're like, oh, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it on our Instagram because we don't want to be judged. I'm like, but it's saving your son's life. He has um, epilepsy and he has seizures and you're giving him this medication and you're videotaping, you're showing it. Netflix is a huge document on this right now. There's some groundbreaking shit that's about to happen at the end of this year about with coming into more medical. But um, why aren't we shining light on this? Like it helped my daughter. Why aren't we shining light on it? Well, when I did, girl, the backlash was huge. Then I started doing on my business and I got huge backlash. So then it started messing with my money. So then everybody was like, nope, cut that off, Lisa. It's messing with your business house. I'm like, why? This is really how I am. Like, this is helping. Why wouldn't I share this? So once CBD came into CBD spray tan drops, everybody was like, oh, CBD, CBD, CBD. I'm like, I've been talking about this for years. And people were like bashing me on it. So once it became spray tan, like, you know, I guess brought into the, the, the world, people started exploring it more. So then I was like, well, if y'all want to really know how Lisa Leticia gets down, this is part of my daily habits. Mm -hmm. And I don't even call it a habit. This is part of my life now. My daughter takes takes the medication at night to help her. Um, I take my medication to help me. So I haven't evolved it. And this is going to be me completely being open, honest with you guys. And if this is too much for you, I totally understand but my kids are adapted to the 2020 world of being okay with medical cannabis in our life. Mm-hmm. They know that it is medicine for me. They also know it's medicine for Mariah. It is not a daily thing for her. It is something to help her. This is something that has changed my life and my daughter's life. And I'm only sharing it to people in my life on my Instagram and on my social medias because it may help you too. Mm-hmm. I have found probably a little under 10 different moms all around the world that has found my page just because of Mariah. And then they, you know, went into, they found me and they're like, I, I do this too. And I just don't know how to incorporate it into telling my friends and my family because I don't want to be judged, Lisa. I'm like, you're going to be judged if you do it or you don't do it. So if you want to do it, cool. I don't mean you have to post it for me these are things that helped me. Why would I not tell other women what's helped them? Why can't we share information? It's just like, you know, Hey, who did you get certified for a spray can artist? I went to Kelly. Cool. You should go too. We are sharing information. I'm just sharing what I have used for myself and that has helped me and my daughter Half One of them happened to be cannabis. And just in that, just in that genre has cut me probably in half from half of my clients. I will tell you that. So people are probably listening like, well, that's a dumb business sense. I don't want those clients then. Right. Exactly. Attract those, repel. those aren't my clients. Yep. So, and that's okay with me. I feel like what it comes down to when it comes to something like that, um, I actually didn't know all that. So I'm glad that we're talking about this because it is different. 
it comes down to the education piece because I think a lot of people make assumptions and they feel like they know something when in reality, they just don't understand it. And I think this is where a lot of the division has come into, especially in the last like two years is that people just make these assumptions about people that they see or things or whatever, without actually doing some research. And it's sad to see, because I feel like if we just took the time to be a little bit more compassionate, understanding, and actually took the time to do some research on something like CBD, for example, we would understand that it's not you getting your daughter high, (laughs) you know, it's for medical use and it has proven itself to work based on what your experience is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, <clears throat> wine isn't for everybody, you know, alcohol isn't for everybody. So this isn't for everybody. I'm not saying you have to go do it. This is yeah. what's worked for me. This is who I am. We are in a 20, we are in a different generation too. So take out my parents, our parents' generation. And then we, we are in this new generation. There's something called TikTok and YouTube that became everyone's fucking doctor and every became everyone's like the go-to. So whatever they seen on the media, the news, TikTok, YouTube, social media, that was it. That was, that's the ultimate answer. Right. Exactly what you said. Take time, research your artists, research on what you're doing. And that's your responsibility to do that. Not for me to shine light to that. I am just sharing this stuff. You want to know more? Hit me up. I just want people to look beyond what they just see and dig, like you said, dig down deeper and really know who the person is. Why do I smoke weed? Why do I give cannabis oil to my daughter? Why do I do this? There's a reason why I don't do it just cause I don't do it just to post it so I can get likes. No, 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 no. I don't do it for that reason. It is a medical reason. Right. Um, my self-care is spray tanning, putting my makeup on, putting my big ass hoochie mama hoops on putting on my cute dress, taking a cute picture, indulging what I want to indulge in. I'm at home. I'm safe. I'm good. We're good. Uh, and this is just like a bonus. My most creativeness, my most creative side is when I am my hundred percent authenticness. And that is me being hundred percent honest is when I am doing what I love most and it just comes out and it flows naturally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe that to 1000%, you know, I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this because I feel like, you know, we touched up on so many different things that can be helpful for people and (laughs) so surprising. And this is something I told you just a couple of days ago when we're speaking, like, I'm so surprised that you've dealt with so much backlash. I had no idea. I just wanted to talk to you about like your daughter and like business and all these things, but it's all important. And I applaud you for continuing to be your authentic self, because I absolutely understand with 1000% certainty, how difficult it is when you're misunderstood or when people make assumptions about you, or when they only see the 1% and these are like the loudest voices telling you who you are and telling other people like lies about you because it has all happened to me too. And it has to be like something I laugh at now because I'm like, how dare you tell me who I am when you have zero clue? I would never do that to somebody else, but all in all, like you're such a beautiful light and energy and through all of the shit that you've been through, you still exude that every single day. And of course you have your bad moments. I'm sure you're moody. I'm sure, you know, your ups and downs and same here, 
But overall, we're good people. And this is why I love chatting with you. And I'm so happy that we've been able to share your story with so many women. Thank you. So if you can share where women can find you, I know Instagram, but it's kind of iffy. So maybe like Facebook or Um, I would say probably the best would be just call me, text me. I am, um, I'm real. I ain't got shit to hide. You want to know, ask me. Uh, and this is totally off topic. You know, um, people ask me like, where did you get your boobs on? I'll send you my doctor here. Call him right now. We'll FaceTime him right now. He's probably in surgery. Um, what is there? I don't have anything to hide. Like there's, uh, I just you guys got to just be your authentic self. Don't worry about anybody else. And you don't even got to be on social media. You don't even have to run a business. You just be yourself, be your own, be your own best friend and be in the moment and live each day. Like it's your last and don't worry about anybody else, anything else. The party's still going to go on. If you don't attend that party, the wedding's still going to go. If you don't, if you're not attended, don't worry about always showing up for everybody else. Show up for yourself every day. That's what means the most for me. I am raising two little girls right now um, in a crazy, ugly, ugly, nasty world. My kids are both biracial, so we're dealing with that. They don't look like their classmates that they see. Mariah has a lot of scars, and she doesn't look like the other girls. Um, So I'm teaching them. Not everybody's going to look like you, mama. Not everyone's going to look like us. As long as you're 100% authentic to yourself and you enjoy wearing that sparkly dress right now, who cares? Wear it live your life, be happy. As long as you're happy, you're safe and you're not harming, you're not doing anything to hurt anybody. Do it, girl. Don't worry about anybody else. Cause at the end of the day, they are going to talk about you regardless mm-hmm. and they're going to judge you regardless. So don't even worry about it. Just do you boo. Absolutely. And, uh, when you do it, just make sure you look good doing it because <laughs> them haters are going to hate. So I'm if they gonna hate, let them hate on all of this because yeah, whatever. Absolutely. What can I say? <laughs> there are two things that I want to share with um, the audience right now. So yeah, one thing that you keep on mentioning, right, is like to live in this moment. And I think some people might uh, ask themselves, okay, well, how do I do that? Like, how do yeah. I live in the moment? So there's a book that I actually read a couple of years ago. It's called The Power of Now. And his name is Eckhart Tolle, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's his name. If you read that book, that book is life-changing. It's basically saying, don't worry about the future so much. Stop being anxious or depressed about the past and just learn how to live right now for whatever it is going on, because these moments are going to pass you by and so quickly, so quickly. And then, and then what? And then you're like, oh, I missed that moment because I was on my phone or on social media or doing something that was distracting me. Mm -hmm. And another message that I got from you through this entire process of just speaking with you for the last hour, I think it's been over (laughs) an hour is, you know, when you're stripped down to the point of feeling so absolutely hopeless, depressed, anxious, unknowing of like the future uncertain. And you're in this position where it's just, it feels like it's all over. I want you guys to realize that you can go in two different directions. You could choose to be bitter, cold hearted, and you can be a negative human going forward, or you can choose to take this 
this point in your life that is so pivotal and you can choose to become better and you can choose to be grateful and you can choose to love more and you can choose that your life is going to be the direction that you want it to go in. So you are actually now creating your destiny. So I hope that you guys got that message too. And just one last thing that I want to share. I I know that there are so many last things, but Lisa and I were speaking earlier and uh, I'm getting chills right now. There was one thing that she said and she shared with me because uh, one thing that I asked her was like, how are you so empowering when you've gone through so much? Like, how are you so supportive to other women? And she said, I shine I shine so much light onto other women because I was looking for someone like me for so many years and I had no idea I was going to be the one to do it. And that like, literally, I was just like, (laughs) my mouth dropped when I heard her say this because it came out in such a beautiful way. And it's true. Like give yourself the person that you needed when you needed them. Wait, one more thing. We're like, never hold on. Then we're going to go. You attract what you put out. Mm -hmm. When you hold on to any type of anger, any type of doubt, any type of anything negative, they have control over you, girl. If I were to sit here and say every person, every woman that has said anything to me, men too, men comment shit too. It's not just women. These are men that are like, you're someone's wife. How dare you? You're so disrespectful. Oh my God. I would, I would divorce you if you ever posted some shit like that. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm married to them. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> don't people. hold on to, don't hold on to that. Let it go. Nope. If you hold on to it, you give them power. Mm-hmm. The only person that can take, that can give you power is yourself. Nobody else in this industry. We are in a very superstitious world. We give fake spray tans for a living. Come on, you know, don't let no one take that away from you. Don't let no one take away what you have going on in your life right now. Oh, don't take away from anything that's going on. Just know at this moment, even though it may be ugly and dark, you got, you have to be here to overcome that. So when you come back and look down at that part, you're like, oh shit, I did that. I went through that. I went through a heart transplant. My husband went through war three times. Mm. I survived that. Oh my God. Damn. And I'm still here standing. And I'm still here talking to you. And I'm still here listening and being able to captivate women. And I'm captivated by you, Kelly. I'm captivated by the women are showing that they're leaving these corporate jobs and just entering the spray can business world. That just shows me that there's still, there's still light in this world, there's still money to be made. There's still business there. You just got to find your right community of women to empower you and back it up. And if you don't, you be your own fucking community. You be your own woman to do this. Don't worry about anybody else because you will attract the right people. If you put the energy out, don't hold on to any of that negative shit. Don't be evolved around it. Don't even look at it. I, most of my messages, I read the first two lines and I don't even read the last. Mm-hmm. Same here. It don't change. It's not going to even change. What I'm going to read all this negative stuff at the bottom and you tell me, oh, by the way, you look good, girl. I don't even care what you just told me all this other stuff. I'm sitting here crying and I'm like, this girl, I don't even know this girl. She's over Instagram and we're fighting on a Twitter war. Uh, I'm over that. Back in the day when I was 16, what's up? Meet me at the park, girl. We, we, we thug it. We're going to get down right now, right? Oh my God. Now I'm like, no. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. 
You know, life is too short. What are we talking about right now? Put your music on, dance, listen to listen to whatever motivates you. Be in the realm. Set yourself up for success. Affirmations are a lot. I post a lot about affirmations on my social media, guys, because I manifest shit. I put it out in the universe. I say it to myself. I sleep and breathe everything I do to the point, even to my makeup. I talk about my makeup to myself like it's nobody's business. Because my business is my business. And the only person that's going to love your business is you. So you blast your shit. Mm -hmm. Anybody else. And if nobody else cares, guess what? Who cares? Keep doing you. You will come to this place. Yeah. Look, at I'm sitting here talking to Kelly on a podcast that I used, I listened to. Like, no, never would I ever thought this would be happening. I tend to slay the spray the first time virtually. And I felt like I was there. I craved it. I waited a whole year, got in person. So when I told you when I'm there, don't call, don't text me unless it's an emergency. I'm going to be hundred percent there because I want to indulge in all of this. So when I, when you book an appointment with me, just know you're going to get a hundred percent of me, only me, nothing else matters, but me and you, and whatever services we're going to do. I so. love, I love that. Thank you so much for all of that energy. It's so, so good. Thank you. I can't wait to get the feedback because I know people are going to reach out to you. I know we're going to put her on uh, the captions below. If you guys need to get in contact with her and you cannot find her, contact me at I am (laughs) underscore Kelly and and I will get you guys linked up. Thank you so much, Lisa. I will see you at Slay the Spray 2022. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys all. Hey, beauty business, babe. You know, it's not fair to keep all of the juicy secrets yourself. If you think that this episode is going to help a friend, a colleague, somebody in your life, please share this episode with them. Aside from that, I would love to see you and connect with you on Instagram. Make sure you screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann so I can repost it. Thank you so much for sharing your love, your gratitude, and your support with me.